Hello there boys and girls, and welcome to my new YouTube channel, Storytime, with me, Sammy. I would like to welcome you all to a land of fairies and dragons, witches and wizards. We will explore stories of heroes and villains, love and happiness, but sometimes anger and betrayal, and sometimes even sadness. But that is the whole point of adventures, finding ways to overcome the bad parts of life and find our happily ever after. And that, in part, is why I'm starting this series. I have two young boys who I can't see at the moment because of the coronavirus outbreak. So instead of letting it make me sad, instead I decided to overcome my sadness and tell you all the stories that I usually read to my youngest son. I hope you enjoy the first story, Hansel and Gretel. Shall we begin? Hansel and Gretel, written by the Brothers Grimm, but edited by me, Sammy. Once upon a time, on the outskirts of a large forest, a poor woodcutter lived with his wife, Dory, and his two children. The boy was called Hansel, and the girl, Gretel. The woodcutter was poor. He barely had enough to live on, and once when times were bad, they had to get by with just one piece of bread and a bit of butter each. One night, as he was tossing about in bed, all full of cares and worries, he sighed and said to his wife, Ugh, what is to become of us? How are we to feed our poor children? now that we have nothing more for ourselves. I'll tell you what, husband, answered the woman. Early tomorrow morning, we will take the children out into the thickest part of the wood. There, we shall light a fire and give them each a piece of bread. Then, we'll go on to our work and leave them alone. They won't be able to find their way home, and finally, we shall be rid of them. No, Dory, said her husband. That won't do. How could I find it in my heart to leave my children alone in the woods? The wild beasts would soon come and tear them to pieces. Oh, you fool, she said. Then we must all four starve, and you may as well just go and saw the boards for our coffins. They argued and argued, but agreed that they must get rid of Hansel and Gretel. But I can't help feel sorry for the poor children, added the husband. The children, too, had not been able to sleep for hunger, and they heard exactly what their stepmother had said to their father. Gretel wept bitterly and spoke to Hansel. Now it's all up with us. No, no said Hansel. Don't fret yourself. I'll be able to find a way to escape. No fear. When the grown-ups had fallen asleep, he got up, slipped on his little coat, and opened the back door and ran outside. The moon was shining clearly. The white pebbles which lay in front of the house glittered like little bits of silver. Hansel bent down and filled his pockets with as many of them as he could cram in. Then he went back and said to Gretel, Be comforted, my dear little sister, and go to sleep. 
God will not desert us. And he lay down in bed again. At daybreak, even before the sun was up, the stepmother came in and woke up the two children. Get up, you lazy children. We are going to the forest to fetch wood. She gave them each a piece of bread and said, There's something for your lunch, but don't you eat it up before then, as it's all you are going to get. Gretel took the bread under her apron, as Hansel had the stones in his pockets. Then they all set out on their way to the forest. After they had walked a little, Hansel stood still and looked back at the house, and this manoeuvre he repeated again and again. His father observed him and said, Hansel, what are you gazing at there? Why do you always remain behind? Take care and don't lose your footing. Oh, father, said Hansel, I am looking back at my white kitten, which is sitting on the roof, waving me farewell. The woman exclaimed, What a donkey you are! That isn't your kitten. It is the morning sun shining on the roof. But Hansel had not truly looked back at his kitten. Instead, he had dropped one of the white pebbles out of his pocket onto the path. When they had reached the middle of the forest, the father said, Now, children, go and fetch a lot of wood, and I'll light a fire so that you shall not feel cold. Hansel and Gretel heaped up brushwood until they had made a pile nearly the size of a small hill. The brushwood was set alight, and when the flames leaped high, the woman said, Now, lie down at the fire, children, and rest yourselves. We are going into the forest to cut down wood, and when we've finished, we'll come back and fetch you. Hansel and Gretel sat down by the fire, and at midday, when the sun was at its highest, they ate their little pieces of bread. They heard the strokes of an axe, so they thought their father was quite nearby. But it was no axe they heard, but a branch that had snapped on a nearby dead tree, and it was blown about by the wind. When they had sat for long enough, their eyes closed with fatigue, and they fell fast asleep. When they awoke at last, it was pitch dark. Gretel began to cry. <laughs> how, how are we ever to get out of here? Hansel comforted her. Wait a bit, he said, until the moon is up, and then we will surely find our way. When the full moon had risen, he took his sister by the hand, and they followed the pebbles, which shone like diamonds and showed them the path. They walked through the night, and at daybreak they reached their father's house again. They knocked on the door, and the woman opened it and exclaimed, You naughty children! What time you have slept in the woods! We thought you were never going to come back! The father rejoiced, for his conscience had been reproaching him for leaving his children behind all by themselves. Not long afterwards, there was again no food left. The children heard their stepmother address their father in bed one night. Everything is eaten up once more. We only have half a loaf left in the house. And when that's gone, it's up with us. Do you understand? The children must be gotten rid of. 
We'll lead them deeper into the woods this time, so they won't be able to find their way out again. There is no other way of saving ourselves. The man's heart hurt heavily. He thought, surely it would be better to share the last bite with one's children. But the wife wouldn't listen to his arguments, and did nothing but scold and reproach him. If a man yields once, he's done for, and so, because he gave in the first time, he was forced to do the second. The children were awake again, and had heard the conversation. When the grown-ups were asleep, Hansel got up. He wanted to go out and pick up pebbles again, as he had done the first time. But the woman had barred the door, and Hansel couldn't get out. But he consoled his little sister, and said, Don't cry, Gretel, and sleep peacefully, for God is sure to help us. At early dawn, the woman came and made the children get up. They received their piece of bread, but it was even smaller than the time before. On the way to the woods, Hansel crumbled his up in his pocket, and every few minutes, he stood still and dropped a crumb. Hansel, what are you stopping and looking about for? said the woman. I am looking back at my sweet little pigeon, which is sitting on the roof waving me a farewell, answered Hansel. Fool, said the stepmother, that isn't your pigeon, it's the morning sun glittering on the chimney. But Hansel gradually threw all his breadcrumbs on the path. The woman led the children still deeper into the forest, further than they'd ever been in their lives before. Then the big fire was lit again, and the stepmother said, Just sit down here, children. If you're tired, you can sleep a bit. We're going in the forest to cut down wood, and in the evening when we're finished, we'll come back and fetch you. At midday, when the sun was at its highest, Gretel divided her bread with Hansel, for he had strewn all of his along their path. Then they fell asleep, and evening passed away, but nobody came for the poor children. They didn't awake until once again it was pitch black, and Hansel had to comfort his sister, saying, Only wait, Gretel, till the moon rises, then we shall see the breadcrumbs scattered along the path. They will show us the way back to the house. When the moon appeared, they got up, but they found no crumbs, for the thousands of birds that fly about the woods picked them up on their way. Never mind, said Hansel to Gretel, you'll see we'll find a way out. But all the same, they did not. They wandered about the whole night and the next day, from morning until evening, but they couldn't find a path out of the woods. They were very hungry too, for they had nothing to eat but a few berries that they had found growing on the nearby bushes. At last, they were so tired, their legs refused to carry them any longer, and they lay down under a tree and fell fast asleep. On the third morning, after they had left their father's house, they set about their wandering again, but only got deeper and deeper into the woods, and now they felt that if help did not come to them soon, they would perish. At midday, they saw a beautiful little snow-white bird sitting on top a branch. 
It sang so sweetly that they stopped still and listened to it. When its song was finished, it flapped its wings and flew on in front of them. They followed it and came to a little house, on the roof of which it perched. When they came quite near, they saw that the cottage was made of gingerbread and roofed with cakes, while the window was made of transparent sugar and the frames were made of candy canes. Now we'll stop and rest, said Hansel, and eat some of the window, which I'm sure you'll find is a sweet morsel. Hansel stretched his hand up and broke off a little bit of the roof to see what it was like, and Gretel went to the window frame and began to nibble at it. Suddenly, a shrill voice called out from the room inside. Nibble, nibble, little mouse. Who is nibbling my house? The children answered. "'Tis heaven's own child, the tempest wild, and went on eating, without putting themselves about. Hansel, who thoroughly appreciated the roof, tore down a huge bit of it, while Gretel pushed out a whole window pane, and sat down to better enjoy it. At this moment, the door opened, and a very old woman, leaning on a staff, hobbled out. Hansel and Gretel were so terrified, they let what they had in their hands fall to the floor. The old woman shook her head and said, Oh ho, you dear children, who led you here? Just come and stay with me. No ill shall befall you. She took them both by the hand and led them into the house and laid a most sumptuous dinner before them. Milk and sugared pancakes, apples and nuts. After they finished, two beautiful little white beds were prepared for them, and when Hansel and Gretel lay down in them, they felt as if they'd gone to heaven. The old woman had appeared to be most friendly, but she was really an old witch who had kidnapped the children and had only built the little bread house in order to lure them in. When anyone came into her power, she cooked and ate them and held a regular feast day for the occasion. Now, witches have red eyes and cannot see far, but like beasts, they have a keen sense of smell and they know when human beings pass by. When Hansel and Gretel fell into her trap, she laughed maliciously and said jeeringly, <laughs> I've got them now! They shan't escape me! Early in the morning, before the children were awake, she rose up, and when she saw them sleeping both peacefully, with their round rosy cheeks, she muttered to herself, That'll be a dainty bite. Then she grabbed Hansel by the bony hand and carried him to a little cage and barred the door on him. He might have screamed as much as he liked, for it would do him no good. Then she went to growl and shook her until she awoke. She cried, Get up, you lazy bones! Fetch water and cook something up for your brother. When he's fat, I'll eat him up. Gretel began to cry bitterly, but it was of no use. She had to do what the Wicked Witch told her. So the best food was cooked for poor Hansel, and Gretel got nothing but crab shells. Every morning, the old woman hobbled out to the cage and cried, Hansel, put out your finger, that I may feel if you are getting fat. 
but Hansel always stretched out a bone that he had found inside the cage, and the old dame, whose eyes were dim, couldn't see it. Thinking always that it was Hansel's finger, she wondered why he fattened so slowly. When four weeks had passed, and Hansel remained thin, she lost patience and determined to wait no longer. Gretel, she called to the girl, be quick and get some water. Hansel may be fat or thin, but I'm going to cook him tomorrow. Oh, how the poor little sister sobbed as she carried the water, and how the tears rolled down her cheeks. Oh, kind heaven, help us now, she prayed. If only the wild beasts in the woods had eaten us, at least then we'd have died together. Just hold your peace, said the old hag. It won't help you. Early in the morning, Gretel had to go out and hang up the ke kettle full of water and light the fire. First, we'll bake, said the old dame. I've heated the oven already and kneaded the dough. She pushed Gretel towards the oven, from which the fiery flames were already billowing. Creep in, said the witch. See if it's properly heated, so that we can bake the bread. When she had gotten Gretel inside, she meant to close the oven and let the girl bake, so that she might eat her up too. But Gretel already knew her intention. She said, I don't know how I'm to do it. How do I get in? You silly goose, said the hag. The opening is big enough to see. I could get in myself. And she crawled towards it and poked her head into the oven. Then Gretel gave her a shove that sent her right in. She shut the iron door, drew the bolt. Gracious! Oh, how she yelled. It was quite horrible. But Gretel fled and watched the old wretched witch as she was left to perish miserably. Gretel flew straight to Hansel, opened the little cage door and cried, Hansel, we are free! The old witch is dead! Then Hansel sprang like a bird out of the cage when the door was opened. How they rejoiced, hugged, jumped for joy and kissed one another upon the cheek, as they had no longer any cause for fear. They went into the old hag's house, and here they found in every corner, in every room, boxes filled with pearls and precious stones. These are even better than pebbles, said Gretel, and crammed his pockets full of them. Hansel said, I too will bring something home, and filled his pockets full. Now, said Hansel, let's go and get well away from the witch's wood. When they had wandered for some hours, they came to a great big lake. We can't get over, said Hansel, and I see no bridge of any sort or kind. Yes, and there's no ferry boat either, answered Gretel. But look, there swims a white duck. If I ask her, she'll help us over, she called out. Here, there are two children, mournful very, neither seeing bridge nor ferry, Take us upon your back and row us over, quack, quack. The duck swam towards them, and Hansel got on her back and bade his little sister to sit beside him. No, answered Gretel, we should be too heavy a load for the duck. She will carry us across separately. 
the good bird did this, and when they were landed safely on the other side, and had gone for a while, the wood became more and more familiar to them, and eventually they saw their father's house in the distance. They set off to a run, bounding into the room, and fell into their father's arms. The man had not had a happy moment since they left them in the woods, and the stepmother had died from hunger, as they still could not afford food, even with the children gone. Gretel shook out her apron, so that the pearls and precious stones rolled about the room, and Hansel threw down handful after handful out of either of his pockets. Thus, all their troubles were ended, and they lived happily ever after. The end. I hope you enjoyed that book, boys and girls. There'll be plenty more where that came from. All you need to do is like, share, and subscribe for more story times with Sammy. Bye, guys.